That's a really, really good question. Duncan, can you answer that question, please? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's 1986. Our homes don't exist yet. They're probably just landfills waiting to be turned into crappy subdivisions. We don't exist yet. I know for a fact my parents haven't met because I was an unplanned child. Anyone want to help me pick some strawberries? Nope. But I'll give you a hand with those melons. Talking about her boobs. You guys get me, right? Yeah, we do, brother. <laughs> is insatiable. Um, okay, so Mimi's in the woods. That means everything is right on schedule. She hooks up with that hiker, but then she gets killed, right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone who has sex in this movie dies. It's awesome. 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 Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. And I'm Shaun of the Dead. And this is The House That Screams. Tonight we are 80s-tastic with the meta- Comedy horror film, The Final Girls, from 2015. Um, tonight's guests are Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Greetings, my fellow horror fanatics. We've got Erica Wright. They won't be singing Kumbaya. They'll be screaming Kumbaya, no. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, Rob the Cinema Drunkie Antiqueta. You know what, Gertie? When my dad told me that I was going to get a sister, I cried because that's all I ever wanted. But not like this. Not like this. <laughs> yes, he has the best lines. Uh, Dave Gurman. The genie's out of the bottle. Make a wish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we also have uh, Nico Nice, who's going to start for our conversation tonight. Hi, Nico. Hi, guys. First things first, I just want to wish Candy and all of us a happy birthday, Candy. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Candy. Happy birthday to you. Thanks nice joining us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I'm I'm like I'm like the the deep baritone guy from Voice the Man. I'm not the one that sings. I just say show him the back, just talking deep. Yeah. So that's <laughs> where we're going with that. I'm usually the one that leads the singing and the happy birthday. It's like, <laughs> so you'll be in the back of the room. It's like ridiculous. Like I never know what to do with myself. I'm like, am I supposed to like look over here or look down or smile? I don't know what to do. I don't like all attention. Looks like we have a date. Okay, uh, Nico, uh, what do you have to say about the final girls to start us off? So, first of all, this is such a an original concept for a movie. The fact that they blended Last Action Hero with Friday the Thirteenth to create not only just a you know an enjoyable experience, but it's one of the best PG thirteen horror comedies ever made. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Like a lot of people forget that this movie's only PG thirteen. Like it. Mm-hmm. Kind of has its little gore moments, but nothing like over the top. And if it is, it's very cartoony, like yes. purposely, you know. And it's just—I don't know. It's just—it's such an enjoyable movie that I—I I, I have so much that I can talk about with this. Oh yeah, and we're gonna—we're gonna get into that. But I do 
I do have one question. When I was um, looking through like reviews and stuff, because we brought this up, this movie on our Exorcist three episode because of the ties back mm-hmm. to Jason Miller. Um, yes. I was I did I looked it up because I was like immediately like okay I gotta check this movie out and um and people were comparing it to The Cabin in the Woods. Now a lot of people were saying it's not as good as The Cabin in the Woods, but it's pretty good. And I was like wait. Watched the movie and I was like, no, 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 you're wrong. I think this is way better than the Cabin of Woods. What's our consensus on that? I I like both. That that's just me. I mean, Rob. I mean, you sure you're gonna have something to say here in a second with it? No, no. Uh, I I definitely uh, return to this far more often than I do Cabin in the Woods. Like, I mean, I I, I really enjoyed Cabin in the Woods, but this one I I enjoyed a hell of a lot more because. You know, my my favorite uh like part like my favorite subgenre in the horror genre in itself is the slasher genre. Like I, I know I've said that. A lot of us eighties kids are like yeah. that. You have a fond yeah, yeah, and uh like this what I love about this one so much is that the reverence and the love it has for the slasher genre in general, you know? It doesn't mock it. I mean it pokes fun at it here and there, but it yeah, does it, it celebrates the shot, the slasher genre in such a loving tone, like where it's just like everybody's just you know full on point with like like you could tell they love slasher movie. It's not something like to make fun of, you know. It's it's a love letter, basically, is what it is. Lovely. Absolutely, a dream of the two thousands. Yes, yes, but like a little bit more creative. Like it, it takes what Scream did and goes a step further than yes. that. You know what I'm saying where like it puts like. You know, modern kids in a eighty slasher movie. You know what I'm saying? So like, you, you could play with the conventions of the slasher genre on a whole, as well as just like you know poking fun at them. And that's what I truly love about this movie the most. Yeah, I I love that this movie can is it's meta. It, you know, so it, it is the love letter like you guys said, but it's also like it'll make you laugh, mm-hmm. it'll make you think, and it, and for me it made me cry. I cried. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a very emotional movie. Yeah. That's the one that had that Cabin in the Woods didn't have was that, that emotional. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods was creative. And I love Cabin in the Woods. I do. I, I do it. too. And I would it's, say Cabin in the Woods is very cynical though. It was. That's your quality. It yeah. didn't have the heart that this film does. It's not a movie like I. I have no burning desire to go back and watch uh, Cabin in the Woods, but like this film, I could watch it over and over. Over and over, I just got it as a birthday gift too. So you know, because I had just seen it recently when we did uh after I actually we did the extra three episodes. So it's like I'm gonna be watching that again and again. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy Cabin in the Woods. Um, but they're I enjoy them for different reasons, and I I enjoyed this and I I had a lot of fun with this. Um, for different reasons than I had a lot of fun with Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's it, they're different films. Yeah. But yeah, basically they're like this would be a nasty. good. I'm I'm sorry. Cabin in the Woods is a nastier film. It doesn't have the kindness that, that this one does. Yeah, right. the emotion and it it doesn't feel like a love letter. It's more of just like uh, you know, a lot of Easter eggs and uh, you know, it's, a it pays, it pays tribute to a lot of horror franchises, but uh. Like Dave said, it's real nasty. Like you know, it leaves you with no hope at its ending. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like literally oh. the bleakest. <laughs> yeah. and, and realistically, like you could tell, like Joss Whedon's fingerprints are all over Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And you could tell, like 
he he may enjoy the genre to a degree, but I don't think as much as the filmmakers of the final girls that actually like right. you know really took their time crafting something very special with the final girls. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna pick on Erica for a sec here. It'll do Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I'm curious about uh, what you have to say about you know you were talking about Carol Clover's book and um, her books and and did you want to yeah there we go her first edition uh, she got me to read Men Women and Chainsaws it's amazing way ahead of its time it really is uh, did you want to like expound upon that or sure um so i would say probably men women and chainsaws is the most important academic work about horror films to come out in the 30 years um or longer even uh basically carol clover is a professor of rhetoric at berkeley university and she she had this guilty pleasure love of horror films so she wrote this book basically picking apart the the tropes uh, common in 70s and 80s slasher films and a bit into the early 90s, though not as much. Um, with slasher films, she she coined the term final girl to refer to the survival yes. female character of these films. And she noted that almost all of these slasher films, the final girl has certain characteristics. She's almost always virginal, but she's also a little more tough and analytical and independent than the other characters in the film. And she usually has an androgynous or masculine name. Yes. Uh, So I don't know exactly when this hit the mainstream, this concept or her work. It kind of became this self-referential thing in horror films where you saw films like um, Behind the Mask, The Rise of uh, Leslie Vernon references carol clover's work although i think they call it the last girl or something they changed the verbiage a little bit and then you have popular fiction like riley sager uh final girls novel so you see that term come up a lot in popular culture now but it's because of the work of this academic dr carol clover yeah i i really enjoyed um its takes on um you know, gender studies in the slashers. And I, I definitely recommend it as a some like a must read if you are a fan of slashers. It's gonna make you think. Mm-hmm. And I like that, you know, it, it became this thing talking about these tropes became kind of a trope. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And but it, it's a beautiful work. Uh, it's definitely Certain the rules to survive a horror movie. <laughs> right. it's, it's definitely something you want to sit there and take a highlighter and be like, okay, yeah, I want, I'm going to make some notes on this. It's, it's very academic, but it's, it's brilliant. And I like that, um, you know, kind of from that, we, we get the, the final girls. I, I call myself Candy the final girl. And I do that tongue in cheek. Growing up with a name like Candy in the 80s, a name of law normally, you know, Candy, Candy's never going to be the final girl. It was going to be, you know... Katie was the best friend who's kind of slutty, who was sleeping with the guys, and Jason kills her. I may as well say it. I'm sorry, but I always think of uh, the Kurgan and the Highlander. Ah. Yeah. She walks in, hi, I'm Candy, and they do a close of his face. Yeah. Of, course, of course you are. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, so, you know, with that name, and it, it was a popular name to have in, in the 80s to be Candy, and you know, kind of fit in with, the, with that time period, and but you know, it's, it is my name, <laughs> and so 
you know, but I feel like I am actually a final girl, like in real life. But uh, also, but, you know, with my moniker, it's just Candy, the final girl. Candy's never going to be the fucking final girl. Candy? Even on MSC3K, the two references they make to my name are uh, a stripper. No, no, two strippers. <laughs> I'm a stripper or a hooker? And one hooker stripper. And I'm the fucking final girl. What? So, yeah, that, that's the story behind my moniker. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I actually um, didn't the final girl reference until watching this movie. I didn't, I didn't understand that reference. So well, here's the thing, uh, Dave. Um, not to get specific, I don't want to like put you on the spot, but I know that you're a little bit older than us. We're all <laughs> in the same kind of, you know, we got a couple of the younger guys. We're the same age. Um, I, I'm not. Sure. I think Erica's our age too. We'll just go. It's I, not I very, very close. <laughs> I think we're close. Yeah. yeah you, you grew up in the 80s, too. Uh-huh. I don't know if too. But see, Dave, um, I know that you had different 80s experience being an adult than growing up and, and you know, coming of age in the 80s. So I'm curious. That's probably why some of that, you know, that, that term didn't come to you. Well, I've never... I've- I hate to admit this because you're not going to let me be back on the podcast, but I've, oh, never, whatever. I've never been the biggest fan of the slasher genre on the whole. I enjoy a lot of the very first ones in anyone. I love the first Halloween. The first Friday the 13th is great. Um, I've never been a huge um, Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Uh, now, now you can't come back on. No, I, I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm a big Freddy uh, fan. But, um, I guess it's because, yeah, I'm a little older. I was doing different shit at that time. But, um, yeah, so I never understood the final girl reference and doing the reading, doing my reading for today. I found that, found, I need to read that book so much that, uh, what was Men, Women, and Chainsaws? Yeah, yeah we actually went on Amazon and just bought it. It's, it's, on, it's on my to, to read list and I, I found that fascinating. I found the evolution of the Scream Queen. I, I was reading all the way back to like Faye Ray and, yes. and how the Scream Queens were originally just basically, that's what they did. They just screamed, you know, King Kong mm-hmm. Holder. A passive fainting female. Right, just saying, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, I've got the vapors, and then uh, up through um, a little bit, and then I guess Ellen Ripley was, was uh, I read, I read a lot of stuff online, and people were arguing that she doesn't count as a final yeah. girl, thinking she sure does count as a final girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she definitely, definitely a final girl. She absolutely is. When that movie came out, what a big deal that was that they had a strong, competent, capable female heroine. She didn't make there was nothing, there was no uh, uh, references to her sexuality or, and she just kicked ass because she kicked ass. It didn't have anything to do with. And, and, you know, that's kind of uh, weird. This book, you know, where she talks about these kinds of things in the book, Ripley. Over time. And, it's, and that's the thing I love about movies in general is how they are snapshots of societal, you know, uh, mores and thoughts through whatever period they were made. It's like a lens to look back at that time. And But it's also, I believe, you know, the whole argument of art imitating life and life imitating art, which is it? And I think I think it's a little of both sometimes. You know, on a, a similar vein, sorry. No, no, go ahead. On a similar vein, right around that same time period as Ellen Ripley, you think about uh, Sarah Connor in The Terminator, yeah. Which is, I don't care what anyone says, that's very much a sci-fi horror movie. The first one was. Yeah, how, she, how, Linda Hamilton she, is fucking amazing. Yeah, how, how she, she of starts off, she starts off your classic, you know, fainting passive female, the screen queen. By the end, she's become a final girl. She's totally graduated to becoming this 
very very independent and very self-asserting figure. Right, when she starts giving Reese orders, move it, Reese! Oh, <laughs> on your face, soldier! Oh, yeah. yeah, she's Say definitely the smart. Yeah. He's like, shit, what did I create? <laughs> and I like, um, you know, some of our, um, I actually have two favorite final girls. It's a tie, and they're both very, very different. My, my first one is Nancy Thompson, of course, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Nancy, mm-hmm. that was that was me back in the day. Like that's just sort of my mentality. Um, but also, special final girl is uh, Cherry Darling in Planet Terror. She's hot. She's sexy. She owns her sexuality, but she's fucking badass. You know what I mean? Like it's it's totally like they're tied and they're so different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I love Nancy though. Oh my god! Yeah. I think it would be um would be Ginny from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. And that's funny you, you should mention that because uh, the character of Nancy, um, that uh, Amanda Cartwright played by Malin Ackerman, uh, plays in the Camp Bloodbath movie, uh, was based off of Jenny. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. almost a prototypical final girl in the sense, like, when they first show her, isn't she wearing, like, a real loose-fitting, like, flannel lumberjack shirt? Mm-hmm. They're trying mm-hmm. to really understate the fact that she's a girl at all. And uh, I, it was very prototypical in that, I thought. Yeah. And yeah, then, the, 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 80s yeah. Was, the 80s was the age of the, androgyn- the androgynous uh, fashions. Yeah, definitely a 70s into 80s thing, just like the, the slasher boom 70s into 80s. You know, that time period kind of blurs a little bit. Well, I mean, that's what you go with what you and I like, Andy. That would be like with, with Prince. Like, Prince was very androgynous in the early in the early 80s. Oh, God. And so hot, too. In such a confusing <laughs> way. I was very confused. I'm like, I don't know what it is that's hot about him. But I'm, when, I'm into when it. He, when he wasn't owning Charlie Murphy at basketball. <laughs> no, that was yeah. actually a cute story. <laughs> Shirts versus blouses. <laughs> then he made his pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> What are, you, what are you getting mad for? You know where you got that shirt at? The damn sure wasn't the men's department. <laughs> Why don't you purify you, yourself you chance, in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? When you get a chance, Candy, I'm not sure you probably already saw it. Check out the Jimmy Fallon clip online when it was after Prince died. He talked about how um, Prince kicked his ass at ping pong. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I definitely got to check that one out. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the 80s were just such a, a fun time. Um, I really like uh, how they mixed, you know, because a lot of people make <laughs> 80s uh, retros, you know, I hate that a part of my life is retro now, but <laughs> once you get to a certain age. The 90s are retro now. Shut up. <laughs> when I was graduating high school, I don't want to talk about that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the 80s are retro, and everybody, you know, we have a lot of, like, uh, our 90s kids are millennials who are like, oh, my God, 80s retro. I'm like, you don't understand. You know, you get all these, they take all these, like, little, like, things. Like, there's, it's a big thing for them to have, like, 80s parties and things like that. And I'm like, bitch, you don't even, you don't even know. You didn't live through it. Just because you have a Rubik's Cube and shoulder pads and it does not make you into the 80s. But I really like how they were very genuine about the 80s. My one complaint with this film, and it's so tiny, it's a Rob-like little piece <laughs> out like lint. Uh, okay. Rob, I'm not picking on you, honey. Oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I just, I just like how I'm the one that's become the picky one in the group. <laughs> <laughs> We're all picky about our things, but my thing is um, I love the Adderall striptease. 
Like, it's a great yeah. moment with Tina. It's hilarious. It's fucking fine. hilarious. <laughs> but my biggest complaint was it's because, you know, I was into music in the 80s. I listened to glam metal. And I was a Warren's fan. I still like Warren a little bit. Sorry. Um, never goes away. You never, never let go. But uh, so she's stripping that cherry pie. And I was like, cherry pie didn't come out until 1990. And I double checked. I'm like, fuck, I'm right. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? This is 86. So that was my only complaint. And that's my only complaint. My only little thing I'm going to pick at. And it's not even that big. I'm not actually complaining. I'm just picking at it. And it's like, hey, that's not from 86. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Crew had plentiful stripper stripper music by 1986. I'm just saying, there's a lot of stripper music out there. I gotta say something about Cherry Pie, just because it, I watched this movie just yesterday with my daughter and her boyfriend, and I had the subtitles on. I keep the subtitles on a lot because it's easier to sometimes. I make it. too. And when Cherry Pie, because I hate that song with. A I don't like it either. That's not their best work, honey. <laughs> Agreed. Pie, like a Once Bitten, Twice Shy by Great White. Like yeah. Some of the first music. Anyway. Thank so, you. That barf. Barf. The, the song is playing. <laughs> the lyrics are coming out, but I'm thinking, oh, they probably couldn't get the rights to the real song, so they're doing made-up lyrics when it's like, I mixed up the batter and she licked, the, licked beater. the beater. Oh, yeah. they're, they're just being over the top, and they're like, oh my God, those are the real lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing so, is, is Jamie Lane, the lead singer of Warren, I loved some of the 80s glam metal names, Jamie Lane. Who sadly is not with us anymore. That's really sad. Um, but uh, he wrote that song as a fucking joke because nobody would take them seriously. And then it became their biggest hit. So. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> the ones they want to be a joke, that ends up defining their career. But talking about music in this film, it's amazing when you think about, okay, um, when you guys told me about the film, you said you're never going to hear Betty Davis' eyes the same way again and i was like okay i didn't know what to expect but you guys were absolutely right every time i hear it now i'm like yeah i started getting like choked up but um it's amazing the different songs they wanted to use i think it would have completely ruined the vibe and like a prayer by madonna yeah like now yeah um you know just stuff like that but the fact that they ended up using betty davis eyes i think was just genius I'm, i'm glad that it landed there because yeah. it's it's just such a haunting song and the way that they work it into the film, um, yeah. And Kim Carnes' voice is just mm-hmm. she's she has such a unique voice. Yeah, it's very you know, unique. Like that raspy. Mhm. Kind of like Bonnie Tyler ish, but better. Yeah. And I don't know. Bonnie Tyler is pretty good sometimes. I don't know. Oh but I love. And we've got a, we've got a little bit of Cruel Summer during the uh, blooper scene during the the credits, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah so the subtitle of the the sequel of the movie within the movie Camp Bloodbath. It can't blow back too cruel summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the characters were were so fun. They were stereotypical, but they like it worked that the characters in the Camp Bloodbath film are so like stereotyped, yeah, yeah. and then you have these actual like kids that go into this 80s film. They're like, oh my god, dimensional, especially the character of Kurt. Like you just want to <laughs> kick him in the ball. Yeah. No, what, what I love about the character of Kurt, like when they do something that you see in a lot of 80s movies, and you see a lot of uh, homophobia. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. The, the f word thrown. Yes. Out. We oh. were just talking about that before we started this 
Yeah, you see the F. I, I go back and I watch 80s movies and I'm like, wow, they say that a lot. It's like, like a, a lot, lot dude. A I lot. Back to being a kid in the 80s on, you know, like, like that was something that you said to people. I never did. My mom said, absolutely no. Do not say that word. Um, right. But, you know, people would be like, oh, you're not going to write back to us, you F word. And I'm like, what? What I, what I like is that uh, they, they give that the come because, of course, uh, the, the writers of the film, um, Joshua John Miller, son of Jason Miller. And, yes. and Horton are are um, openly um, gay. Yeah, openly gay and in a relationship. Yes. Uh, and uh, I like that they put that in there where Kurt actually calls uh, Chris uh, the f word and he goes, "My dads are gay, so shut the hell up." Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Two guys can't have sex, and all they do is go to discos and have sex. Wait, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like how they kind of made up for it. Yeah. And then and then hey, and then. <laughs> And then he just puts him in an arm bar, like, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for doing that. that. But that's also part of the the genius of how Adam Devine played him, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my best friends went to high school with Adam Devine. They hated each other's guts. He seems um, obnoxious. Well, yeah, I said that when you see him in these movies, he's not acting. That's his exact personality even from high school. Yeah, somebody like that in high school? Ugh. Yeah, how the hell did he end up with Paul in real life, too? Did you guys know that? They they met on the set of this movie. They're still together to this day. Yeah, yeah, like, he he always gives me the impression like he's one of those people that are always on. Like, always, like, like, an I absolutely fucking despise Andy Dick. So yeah. like when people yeah. give me the vibe of Andy Dick, it's like, ugh, go away from get, get yeah. Yeah. me. Please. Yeah, <laughs> you're just kinda like, uh and I like how they kinda shit on him. You know, yeah. and then and, and like with the F word, you know, thing that was so common in eighties films, um, it was just commonly used as like, you know, one we had you gotta think about the state of the, the world at that point. That was like the most demeaning rude thing you could say to your friend, especially God. If I may interject, Candy. Uh-huh. You know, being the lover of history that I am and looking at the times of my life, that the 80s, we just mentioned, you know, was an era of where androgyny was in, you know, whether it was Madonna or any Lennox or whatnot. But that was because it was taboo. Yes. And, you know, you can't mention homosexuality in the age without mentioning the AIDS pandemic. That's right. exactly where and I was getting that, at. That's, that's real. The slashers, where so much body horror came from, these melt movies, it was all about the fear of AIDS. Yeah. And, you know, we. All the gay cancer back then. Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know, you being the fan of uh, Mark Petrie that you are, or am I thinking of the wrong person? I think you're thinking of the wrong person. Yeah, probably. But like Nightmare on Elm Street, too, that's all about. The AIDS pandemic. You're thinking about Mark Patton. Mark right? Patton, thank Mark you. Thank Patton. you. Okay, no. I was like, Mark Patton, no, but Mark Patton, yes. And and that is why yeah. when we cover Name on Elm Street 2, which we are, um, it's also going to be, we're covering on that same episode, his documentary, Scream Queen. Because yep. yeah. we can't do, we can't do one without the other. I, I feel like we don't do the whole story. Right. You know. But yeah, Mark Patton, um, yeah, that was, that's another conversation, but yes. So yes. that, that ties into the whole final girl thing where the gender roles are being changed, where now the worst thing a man could be was effeminate, but women yes. were now, it was actually okay for women to start being more masculine. As weird as that sounds yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it became more accepted. 
definitely it was a good time for for women to move forward like in the 70s and 80s um you know career wise uh women's rights were definitely talked about all the time we started talking about you know gender inequality and pay and things like that it was a really interesting amalgamation of, of things that went on in the 80s Definitely. did anyone else hear that I hope so, because otherwise I'm having it. It wasn't me. I don't know who it was. I'm not having an episode. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that the music in my head? I don't know. And that's 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 actually something interesting. Like with with this movie about that time period, you put you take some modern kids and put them in the 80s. Yeah. These the stigma around homosexuality would be just perplexing to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's thing too was the fact that like like how the modern kids are. Also, kind of like the, the the horror trope characters, but not really like how like the mean girl is supposed to be mean, but she actually has like a heart and actually gives a shit. Yeah. About what happens to like her friends, you know? Um, yeah, you see her just you know, why, and she explains why she was mean. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't ever get that. Like, like that. That's why this movie is kind of fucking genius, is because like oh, it, it it took all like the horror tropes and kind of spun it on its ear. Yeah. Completely. You know, and it, you know, you, it, it's kind of like how you compared it to Cabin in the Woods earlier. You know, you think you know the story, but you don't. But, and I have to agree with everybody else. Like, I find myself now going back more to the final girls than I am going to Cabin in the Woods. And, and I, I love Cabin in the Woods, but yeah, it's, it's the not there. Of it, yeah. I mean, there's so much heart in it. And it's definitely that love letter. You feel the love in the love letter. Right, yeah. You know, um, the relationship between Max and her mother. Right, which is like the driving force of the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that propels the story along, and you know that moment when they realize they're stuck in the movie, and they'd seen the bus go by a couple of times. They finally decide we gotta get on because you know we got uh, Duncan who's like kind of leading us along because he's this huge Camp Bloodbath fan. He has yeah. actually the best line in the film, if I can say that now. Ever since I was a little boy, I dreamt of being a final girl. Tell me that's not the best line. That's why when I did my intro, it's, it's a Duncan line. you know. Yeah, you know. I was going to do a Duncan thing, too. I was like, oh, he picked a different one than I would have picked. But the, you know, he has great lines. Um, but he finally figures out you know, they need to get on this bus and get to the camp. They've got to get through the movie. Because he's noting, okay, it's 92 minutes. Well, we've been through the movie a couple times, and we're just sitting here. we got to get on the bus. To get on the you know the bus to go to the camp, and then finally when her mom, you know uh, her mom's character Nancy, not actually her mom, but her, her mom's character Nancy, you know kind of pops up and her eyes just fill with tears. Like I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you feel that it's like right in the old you know gets you right right in the feels. And oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, Taisa. Okay, um, who I thought was Bira Farminga's daughter, but is actually her sister. She's 21 years younger, so you can understand my confusion. For uh, yeah, I mean, she's got I'm that, sure they get that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, she's got that absolutely stunning, beautiful face, like Vera. I mean, and just the way, like, the she's gorgeous, even while being this kind of played-down character. Like she's still mourning her mother, but, I mean, just looking at that face, I'm just like, she's... Stunning. Yeah. She's absolutely beautiful. And those big, those big eyes, like, I mean. They're very soulful eyes. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to say something about Duncan. So we're watching, I'm watching this, and it occurred to me, and you'll all forgive me, that Duncan's character, that's us. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the movie. 
you know, so I, I thought that was hilarious that that would be the one guy that I would be like all freaking out about, you know. <laughs> yeah, be like, okay, the movie stopped. Okay, Sorry, this, that was me. Like, so happens and tripping over the rope and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that part. Yeah, that's that's real. Yeah, that's. I wanted to. I want. I wanted to yeah. go back. I wanted to go back to though what the what was said about uh, their uh, Max and her mom's relationship being the heart of the movie. It's actually more heartfelt when you realize that uh, it was the script was therapeutic for co-writer Joshua John Miller, whose father is Jason Miller, you know, father Harris and The Exorcist, and he wrote it as a way to deal with his, you know, the death of Jason Miller, and you know. You know, he's, his his reasoning was, you know, being the, the child of uh, uh, a star of a, an incredibly famous horror movie. And, you know, that parent has now passed on, but they live on in this movie, this, this, this incredibly famous horror movie. And, you you know, you know, you have to watch him die over and over and over again in this movie, yeah. you know. And, like, you know, that was his way of just being like, dealing with the, the 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 process you know the grieving process like his only his personal way of grieving and like when you when you think about that and watching it in the context of the movie it makes it more heartfelt and more yeah. you know Absolutely. you know you realize that this is into it knowing that backstory from you guys because well, we it came up we i was uh, talking about his sons jason miller's sons because you know jason miller was in exodus three kind of um yeah um, but yeah, because we talked about Jason Patrick, and then we we talked about uh, Joshua John Miller. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, yeah Joshua John Miller. Okay, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, um, it's just like you know, I knew that story when I watched it, and then I felt that emotion that was put into that script, and then it was brilliantly acted between Max and. Uh, or Taisa Farminga and uh, Malin Ackerman. It was they have some scenes, especially as the film goes on. Like just because you died in real life doesn't mean you have to die here. Right. Uh, she's, she's trying. She spends the whole movie trying to make her her mom a final girl because her mother has, you know, her mother or her her mother's character Nancy in the film has sex with Kurt and dies. And so she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna make. That's not gonna happen. You're gonna be a final girl. Yeah. No. That's what that's a that's a another little nitpick I have about the movie because Nancy feels more like a final girl than Paula does. Yeah, pa- Paula doesn't yeah. have a final girl vibe. She has that like almost like like you know penultimate final girl. Yeah. Vibe. Like she's gonna make it just right up until the end, and then you know Nancy would be yeah. our final girl. But yeah, yeah that's kind of confusing a little bit. But okay. But the emotion and the acting really just uh, sell, sell everything. Yeah, everything's so, so great in this. I love every single actor that's in it. So yeah, I mean, I just, I was very touched. I was moved. I loved it. It was funny. I did laugh a lot, and then I cried, yeah. and then I kind of made me laugh again. Like <clears throat> stop crying and laugh now. Yeah, that's just, uh, you know, Alexander Ludwig. Like that's my boy from Vikings. Yeah, I'm a straight man, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. He was also recently in uh in Bad Boys for Life, and he was that was him, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. He was great in that too. Yes, he was. Yeah, he plays one of like the the new members of the like their team and stuff, and he's great in it. He's really great. 
That's another thing too. Is like that. That type of thing. Like that character would be like a complete like meathead, and and he's not. Right. He's got a soul. He gives a shit. Right. Yeah. Like he's the complete opposite of. But that that, that's what's great. It's almost like how. So in in the movie that they go into, it's like they're the actual like eighties stereotypical like horror tropes. But then like the new millennials when they come in, it's like the opposite version. It's like the like 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 the bizarre version of how they really are. Where like Kurt is like is like that total like dick eighties dick like meathead. Where you know Alexander's character is like the complete opposite. Where he's sensitive, he's got a soul, cares about his friends, he loves Max. Like you know that that that's part of the genius of that movie between the casting and the writing was how this this all played out as, as the movie progresses. And I really like uh, the visual effects. I mean, obviously, we, with the PG-13 film, we didn't really get any gore. I, I, the slow motion scene was funny. Oh, uh, I, I like how that they, was shot. They, they managed to cover for the lack of gore pretty clever, I think. Yeah, yeah. and also, uh, you know, some of the long shots, like, okay, little Betty Davis-sized things ha- happens when, you know, Nancy says to Max, like, you've got to let me go. You need to be the final girl. And you're just like, <laughs> but, you know, and then, you know, she goes out there and she is the final girl. It's almost like wire foo a little bit. And it looks fucking amazing with that back background. Or when they go into the flashback of um, how Billy, our killer Billy, um, is kind of a Jason take. You yeah, know, yeah. Obviously, he's in the camp. He's got a mask on. Yeah. I got to hold on. I got a funny story. I attempted to show this to my niece years ago. And she's a big Friday the 13th fan. She loves Jason and all that stuff. So being that this was obviously, you know, Billy Murphy's inspired by Jason, I, I tried to show this to her. And like uh, a couple minutes in, she's watching and she goes, this is fake Jason. I want to watch real Jason. It's <laughs> 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 old enough to, to get the whole meta thing probably yeah. well, yet. And and my thing my thing with the, the way that they did Billy is I got this whole like, Hawaiian like tiki, tiki like a tiki vibe from that mask. I read online that that mask because of the eyebrows. They call it Eugene uh, Levy. <laughs> yeah. Look at that mask now, and I see Eugene Levy. That's uh. Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Eugene Levy's so, after us. Get the arrows. <laughs> although Eugene Levy coming at you with you know a hatchet would be pretty scary too. So yeah. Anybody coming at me with a hatchet, but Eugene Levy would probably kind of make me laugh Eugene a little bit. I'd be like, okay, I gotta run now. Funniest man has ever lived. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, hands down. Oh my god. But those eyebrows are like. <laughs> there are some eyebrows. Yeah, Eugene Levy, he is the man. But you started talking about the trend when they did the transition to the flashback. They oh, took what in most amazing. movies, it's a 2D effect, that waterfall effect, and they took it and they turned it 3D, which I thought was. Yeah, How would that look if you were actually in that space? And then they, I thought that was a brilliant effect, how to take a, a 2D effect and make it 3D. And yeah. I thought that was great. I was really impressed with that, that someone thought that out. What would that look like in real, real? I thought yeah. that was brilliant. That was Definitely, brilliant. Yeah. The bubbles in the in the drops they were coming down there. Yes. Like bubbles in it. I, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. And even, um, you know, spoiler alert, but uh, obviously if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie. But uh, at the end, the end of the, the, the film inside the film and the end of Camp Bloodbath, when we have our um, Chris and, and Max who have survived, you know, um, they're kind of the final couple, even though Max did the work. But, you know, and you see the credits rolling and then they're like, what's happening? And yeah. all this like weird shit happens. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was neat because it's like what, they're like, what do we do now? Like the movie ended. What, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, that's one of the little clever touches that they they they, they have. <laughs> a movie that's filled with them. That's one of my favorite things. Is yes. They're stuck credits of the movie yeah. as it's rolling by. And they're just kind of like. <laughs> Uh, well, that so was, they had that romantic embrace, and then they're kind of like, um, yeah. Well, that was, like the graduate vibe. <laughs> that was another thing I noticed in one of the flashbacks, and I can't remember what it said, but they they went into the flashback, and the uh, the text scrolled along the bottom. It was like summer 1957 and, or something. And, and they're like looking at it, and he like steps over. Yeah. It's like a little subtleties of the of, of like how they 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 play this out is what yeah. makes it genius. Uh, I also I also like how it's Nancy who's who's starts off the the flashback story, and then when she has to do it again to trap Billy in the flashback, she can hear herself narrating. Oh my God, that's what I sound like. Yeah, that's me all the time. I listen to this show when we post it. I'm like, is that what I sound like? Yeah. Me, like, hey, then guys, I'm like so real. Like, oh my God, that's what I sound like. Everyone thinks that though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone. sound different to ourselves in our head. Yeah, totally. But there was a, when I was a kid, there was a time, good for how old I am, there was a time when you didn't get to hear yourself recorded. You know, when I was little, there was yeah. no, I mean, there was no video cameras. There. So the first, I remember the first time you hear yourself, some friend has like a cassette recorder, you're like, and it was a big deal. Like, oh my God, I really sound like yeah. that. Like, yeah. well, and it was scratchy too. Yeah. Jesus, I, <laughs> speaking of the '80s, so that was that was something I did in the '80s. My my parents had this this uh, uh, record player uh, cassette tape combo, and I would sit there for hours, yeah. and I would I would act like I was a like a radio DJ. Oh my god, I did that too. <laughs> and, I sound like my old time radio. Yeah, and, and so I would I would record something <laughs> off one of the vinyl, you know, one of the albums. And then I would, you know, record myself doing like, you know, introducing the next song. But I remember like going back and listening to it and I'm like, oh, my God, I sound so weird. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it was like I was a performer studying when I was a kid. Um, I was a high soprano. I, I kept that status for a really long time. But uh, so but I never like list, listen to like recordings of it. My mom, we didn't own like a video cassette player or anything like that. And then, so I'd call my friends, and everybody had, like, their little answering machine set up. And they, you know, I'd hear my voice on there, and they'd be like, check this out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. My voice was so high-pitched just talking <laughs> that I had to spend 20-something years lowering it down an octave. It would work to get this low, and then it's still, like, really high-pitched and nasally when I talk. And I'm like, ah. problem. I've been told I sound like a man. Especially if I let my voice relax, it gets very deep. <laughs> I think it suits you. I yeah. don't think you sound like a man whatsoever. I think you sound like sort of like that, like, chick in charge kind of like, you sound like where, I don't know. It's just that, that tone that you have in your voice. Is, I like it. I think it, it suits you. My, my yeah, I think it does too. comes out. It sounds in charge and together. This one like traumatizing date that I had with a lawyer, and it was like the first and last date with this guy. He asked me like, "Did you used to be a man?" And I'm like, "What? No." And then later, when he was like coming on to me trying to get ladies, like, "Are you sure you didn't used to be a man?" <laughs> like, I would fucking remember if I had a. I think I'd remember that. <laughs> if he's listening to this podcast, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say chivalry is dead. 
<laughs> so Rob, Rob, I think you saw my, my post about this. And guys, I, I shit you not, and I will have her call in on one of these shows just to back it up. Um, this girl, who I'm friends with, told me that my voice sounds like liquid sex. Liquid sex. Uh, liquid sex. Ah, ah, liquid sex. Take the compliments and right. I absolutely did. When I do my my actual podcast, whenever that's going on. Smooth voice. You and Rob I both. So that's that's what I've heard too. I heard it's like somebody said like smooth like jazz like buttery. Like, like, yeah. I you know and I I wondered why my underwear were damp. Now I know. <laughs> there, there you go. This is why it's the liquid sex. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I just thought of a lot of things about my talking voice. But what'd she say? <laughs> I'm, y'all need to hear it again. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just think when I talk, my Joyzy accent comes out a lot more. I, I still didn't hear what Erica said. I'm hey, sorry. Sorry. Hey, Nico, don't forget, yeah. don't forget to plug your OnlyFans at the end of this. I know OnlyFans.com slash Liquid Sex. Yeah. Yes. Five ninety nine. It's just, it's just me talking. Yeah. So, 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 Sean, you just forgetting about my OnlyFans? You just forgetting about the Apoyo Caliente over here? <laughs> it's kind of short under the stick now. Fuck. Hey, man, there's enough to go around. Come on. That's, that's true. I just, I just, I think of, if you guys, I know this is off topic. Sorry, but well, that's what we what do. What do we do here? You, what we do have, here? You guys, have any of you guys seen CB4? Yes. Yeah. So, so that's, so, so that's what I'm thinking with with Nico's. Yeah, I'm licking your balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting this up in your dick. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Holler Fisher's the bagheads. We're the bagheads. We're the yep. bagheads. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm licking your balls. You got King Kong fucking balls. <laughs> oh, my ears are bleeding. My ass. Well, well, like, uh, like, holes on the camera. Like, Where are the I haven't seen David's cat today. Where where is she now? <laughs> Usually she walks by and shows her butthole briefly. She's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. She's hearing the, the, the whole liquid sex now, so she'll be out. Don't worry. Yeah. Somebody mentioned wow. I saw her tail earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest OnlyFans ever. Look at my cat's ass. <laughs> I think my cats would probably do the OnlyFans for that because they they are really holes all the time. <laughs> you guys are making Daniel really uncomfortable. Okay, well it changes something really quick. Um, I have a note about voices. Okay, you so we got liquid sex. We got Rob yep. who's smooth as hell. We got Dave who's you know, and John and Dave have like that same like I'm just a cool guy vibe. And Daniel's very quirky, and Erica, she's got her like, I'm intelligent. I'm That's happy. all you can say. <laughs> <laughs> He's also angry. Um, I'm just kidding, Daniel. Angry nightmare nerd. No, you, no, you're quirky. That's unique. You're unique. Okay, you're not the first good. person to say that. My friend my Vicky, my friend Vicky recently said to me, you know what? You seem like you're just always looking for something to be mad about. <laughs> you like. <laughs> But for me, like, the, I probably get the biggest complaints about my voice because, one, I talk nonstop. I literally talk. I don't even think. It, it comes completely out of my mouth. And I'm like, shit, I just said that. That was supposed to be a spot. But um, so I talk all the time, and I have this voice, and it starts to sound like a mosquito. And people are like, shut the fuck up. So my entire life, everybody's been telling me to shut up because, like, my voice is squeaky. And I talk nonstop, so I'm like a mosquito. 
So, yeah, feel good about yourself after that, okay? Nobody ever tells you to shut the fuck up all the time. <laughs> I, feel bad. I get told to shut the fuck up during movies and say, like, oh, say, so what happened in this part? Well, they're not telling you to shut the fuck up. Shut up! I'm trying to watch this. They're not like, hey, Rob, I literally hate the sound of your voice. Please never speak again. <laughs> you know, that's basically what it is for me. It's, it's really annoying. So this, and I think it's funny. My way of getting back at the world is hosting a horror show. Like, yeah, you want to talk about horror? Well, you got to listen to me. I'm fucking hosting it, bitch. What's up? <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's so, the thing. It, 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 it makes, like, it's, it's fucking disconcerting when you have all this film knowledge and you want to share it. And nobody wants to fucking hear it. So when you share it during the movie, they're all like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Bro, trust me, I'm, I'm with you. I'm oh, you. No, 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 I know you. I know you share my pain. <laughs> I don't talk now. What I do is I make notes, and then I'm like, okay, we got to go talk about my notes from the film. And we come out here and we sit and we discuss. And it's basically we don't discuss. I talk, and he listens and nods at appropriate moments. But I have notes about films. I'm like, okay, this scene. They, you know, I really was. I thought this. Blah blah. But I don't talk during the movie unless it's a movie we watch all the time, like Return of Living Dead. We'll like have a conversation in the middle or whatever. Or, you know, any Romero films. But those I get sucked into so bad I can't. Anyway, but I always have notes after the movie. Even if I've already seen the movie, I have notes. We have a whole separate discussion time. Set apart. Because because you find find that you've never seen before when you watch it repeatedly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Between all you guys, now I know who not to get pulled over with. Because when the off- when the officer says like so, how many of you guys had tonight? I'll be the one saying shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you should let me be the one to talk because like I'll just do like the old school. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. I, we Was might, I speeding? I think Nico may be able to pull that one off. Me and Nico like double sex. Yeah, got it. double, double, double liquid sex. There yeah. it is. I'm up here like, hi, officer. I don't know what happened. I guess I just must have lost control. I wasn't thinking. No, with Nico, I'll help you like, what seems to be the problem, officer. It'll be, it'll be, with Nico, it'll be like that scene in Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already laughing and I don't know what it is. You've seen Days of Thunder? Yeah. That's Days of Thunder. <laughs> so, uh, just get us back to this movie quick. I, we were talking about talking about movies incessantly. When they showed the uh, when they realized they're in the they're in the sequel, um, uh, you know, Camp Bloodbath to uh, Cruel cool, Summer, summer. and, yeah. and uh, Billy walks through the <laughs> glass door. I turned to Zoe and her boyfriend went, Oh my god, they're doing Halloween too. They're doing Halloween too. Speaking of She's like, it's just my dad. Just go with it. Yeah. And I'm like, that was like, oh my god, they're doing Halloween too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Six times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I I saw Halloween too, and I just. You know, like, um, well, you know, you brought up the whole sequel. Like, I think it's kind of criminal at this point that this movie hasn't had a sequel yet. Yeah. And honestly, uh, I, I think I'm not sure you can. Like, how do you follow that up? Yeah, see, that's the thing is I think sometimes it's better if we just leave it like that. Um, I'm a big, like, I'm very particular about sequels. I mean, unless you're going to Empire Strikes Back this motherfucker, you better not try. Okay, this isn't Godfather 2. Like, you you have to be better. You know, if if you can't be better or at the same level, don't, just leave it alone. Because it's a beautiful piece. I like that they end up, you know, you see the beginning of the sequel and that's the end. But you've gone through this entire journey. Like, 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with leaving it at that. I think it's actually a little bit more poignant, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, and, I, and I showed this to her, to her, I think the same after you watched it, I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to show it to two friends that haven't watched it yet. And they were like, wow, you know, like, that was actually a pretty funny movie. Like, they were still kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, at the end of it, like, how everything was really supposed to go down. And they were like, you know, how, how have we never seen this? And I'm like, you know, you got to understand, this movie came out during the height of, like, the, the found footage, ghost yeah. possession uh, craze, when that was, like, the, the thing. Yeah. And it kind of got lost in the shuttle under the radar. And that's why I was they, saying, they, they like, how did I not see this? Yeah. I, was, I was disappointed that I had not seen it. It totally flew under the radar it, for it us. Did, and I, but, it did. But, but it's like, a total gem. Yeah, it, yeah and it, it just didn't get, you know, distributed the way that it should have. It kind of got lost in the shuffle. I think people are, more people are discovering it in, like, these recent days and kind of bringing it out. And I'm hoping this episode will be another big hit, like uh, another underrated gem that we did uh, Night of Living Dead 1990, which is our, nothing's ever going to catch up with how popular that episode is. And I am so fucking proud of that, guys. Definitely. We did the thing. Definitely. And hopefully we're doing the thing here. I'm going to promote the fuck out of this, like watch this movie. You wow. have to watch it. You have to. And I just saw it. <laughs> I, I was in love. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, uh, the first time I seen this, I um, I didn't hear anything about it pre. Like I saw it on DVD in a uh, in the local FYE, and uh, I passed it by because I'm like, what the hell is this, you know? And then you know, yeah. I heard people, I, I heard people online talking about how good it was. So I was like, all right, all right, all right, I'll go and I'll get it. And you know, after I saw it, I was like, I'm in love, you know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie before you people started talking about it. That's why I'm here. Like, I don't Same. I've never even heard of it before, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame that this it is. is. And that was, it came out during the time, um, I, I've been in therapy since I was 15. That's a long time. Um, but every therapist until my current therapist was telling me, and I've only been with her a couple of years. Uh, she's great. She understands my love of horror, my obsession, my need, my joy of horror but they were always telling me you gotta stop because you have anxiety disorders Kenny you gotta stop watching horror films so I kind of avoided everything and it didn't work yeah they can go fuck off I'm doing so much better now I'm such you can ask him I mean he's no I am a much better me than I've ever been now and I'm still horror almost every night you know if I'm not watching horror I'm playing horror games you know whatever but uh yeah those therapists they can fuck off just because yeah, it's horror off. doesn't mean it's going to scare me. Like, it, horror doesn't normally scare me. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just like a fun thing for me. It's a joyful, pleasant, wonderful thing. But, yeah, they, it came out during that time. So even if I would have heard Buzz online, I wouldn't have watched it. But I wasn't even – I was avoiding everything horror because I was doing what I was told. And I, you know what? Fuck that. I'm a punk. I got to keep rebelling. Rebelling is what keeps <laughs> me alive. If I never rebelled anymore, I would be dead. No, I actually, I actually saw this when it when it came out, not in theaters, because like, I don't have like a super like limited release, but yeah. I saw it when it hit Blu-ray. And I think, um, Rob, you and I got it like around the same time, I think, like when yeah. it first really like came out. And I had heard about it prior, and I had seen the trailers, right? And I was like, holy shit, I kind of want to see this movie. Like, when is it gonna hit theaters? And it never did. So mm-hmm. finally, when it when it came out, I was um, I saw it on Amazon. I was like, oh shit, it just came out. So I I just I blind bought it, and then I remember he had said that he had bought it. I think right when I, but he actually had it in his hand. And I was like, Rob, did you see the final world? He's like, yes. He's like, you need to fucking watch this. He's like, I promise you'll fucking love it. He's like, you and I have similar tastes in a lot of shit. He's like, this yeah. is the one thing, like, I promise you, he's like, you're going to love. 
sure as shit, by the end of it, I was like, holy fuck, wow. Yeah, that was so fucking great. We're talking about, um, I, Nico, you weren't there for that conversation, but when we had our Exorcist 3 episode, which we haven't even released yet at the, at the time of recording of this episode, but it will be released next, uh, I believe. No, after Candyman. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But the thing is, is we talked about it then, and that night, I sat down and watched the trailer. I started looking up about it, and I said, I have to watch this fucking movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I watched the fucking movie, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I mean, because we have a group I, chat, so I'm in there going, you guys, you guys. And I've actually put I put a lot of people onto this movie. Like, someone will be like, oh, let's watch a movie. And I'm like, wait, have you guys seen the final girls? And they're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, perfect, sit down. Then I'm, like, watch yeah, the trailer, nothing. I'm like, just sit down, watch it. And by the end of it, they're like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that was such a great movie. And, and I just love Malin Ackerman and just about everything. She's so great. Ironically yes. enough, I found a copy of this at the dollar store like three days ago, too. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's cool. That is other people's stupidity. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, okay. I got really lucky with seeing this. Um, I saw it before its official release. Um, I was at the Stanley Film Festival in the spring of 2015. It was one of the first... Uh, screenings it, it there was one other film festival before that i think that screened it but it uh, ended up being the audience choice uh for the entire festival and people were like crying their eyes out during that that scene with you know betty davis eyes playing yeah. near the everyone's just like oh. yeah 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 and to, be, to be specific betty davis eyes plays twice in the movie it's yes. not the first time it plays. It's the second time. The second time. time. Yeah. The second, the second time, time it yes. plays is the time when it fucks you up. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it fucks you up. Like, and I gotta tell you, I was so impressed with this film. I immediately went and wrote an article about it that will be coming out this week. Uh, um, with behind the screens, they are publishing it. Um, I'm putting it out there. Um, I think it's a really beautiful piece. I wrote, I wrote it immediately. So, like, you got my immediate emotions, you know, still wiping the tears out of my eyes, written copy of that. You know, for someone like me, because I, I lost my mom at a young age, so seeing that whole dynamic with, like, Max and, like, her, her mom, that got me right in the heart, and that that, that kind of yeah. reached out to me. To be like, you know, this, this is, like, if I had another chance, would I? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I would. I mean, I would, I can see myself. I mean, I'm lucky to still have my mother. Um, she doesn't live nearby anymore. She lives in Canada. She's been there forever, like 11 years now. And we're close. I mean, you guys know, like every night, I'm like, oh, let me get off the phone with my mom because I talk to my mom mm-hmm. every night. I I just couldn't imagine something like that. And then, you know, going back to like you know the 70s when she was younger before she had me because I was born in the like 79. But um. You know, just going back and seeing that and just being like, oh, my God, you know, like it just I, I kind of I'm really good at putting myself in a character situation. But, you know, I know how I feel about my mother. And yeah, yeah. I, I read a lot of uh, or listened to a couple of different online reviews of this movie today at work. Sorry, I keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> and the, the complaint, a lot of the complaint was that it went on too long and that like the emotional scenes went on too long. I'm like, but that's, that was the whole no. point. That was the whole point of this But set it aside. Yeah, yeah. Was, was that story, the mother-daughter thing, and then the rest of it sort of surrounded that. 
Yeah, it didn't even go on too long. I thought it flowed really well for a moment. I did not get that complaint at all. Yeah. This is what I give to those motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Double. Fuck those guys. Those are the the same people that thought Hard Rock Zombies was a great film. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I missed that. Hold on, let me chug this off. (laughs) Yes, Yes, I'm with you, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm amazed that didn't come up last week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I try not to let it come up. It's kind of like throw up. Like you just get yeah. that feeling. Like, no, I don't want to throw up. It's like the violent. Uh, You're trying not to puke. You know, I, I had my mother for dinner a couple weeks ago, and was telling her I watched that. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was that you walked into it. I'm sorry. Yes, I know. I should have known better. Was telling her about how we talk about that movie and uh, watching that and just thinking of the way the zombies are walking. Why is that so familiar? And then I said, the, it's the Phil Collins music video. Yeah. I can't dance. What was that fucking Yeah, I fucking hate Phil Collins. I grew up, my mom was a Genesis fan. and Mine too. Big into Peter Gabriel, big into Phil Collins. Um, when, if, when I hear air, in the air tonight, I, I honestly get ill because I associate it with something bad. Um, but, uh, but what's wrong with Peter Gabriel? He just oh, sucks. Hold on. Um, hold on, hold on. Kenny, 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 let me tell you. This is a famous story in my family. So oh, okay. This comes up all the time. I'm 36, and it still comes up. This happened when I was two or three. Now, uh, my father was a big fan of Phil Collins, and he would have a song that he would come home after work and listen to a mellow, cow, mellow out from Phil Collins. Like, you know, like after a hard day of work, he would mellow out to Phil Collins. And um, apparently when I was three, like my mother wasn't, I, in, in his eyes, wasn't paying too much attention to me. And I got loose and I grabbed this record and I broke it. Yes. Which bummed him out. He's still upset about that. <laughs> so when, when you think about that, you when you think of In the Air Tonight, I think that's the record, you know what I'm saying? Because the record Good. was such like, you know, therapeutic record, you know, like, you, know, you get the feelings out. But apparently it was Susudio. Ah, uh, oh, oh, which that you can't, you can't hear without thinking of American Psycho. American Psycho. Right. Yeah, this was going to say Phil Collins uh, now is, is hilarious to me <laughs> and not just frightening. Um, you know, it was, it was a PTSD thing with that song. It happened to be playing whatever the, uh, in the air tonight. But like American Psycho, which we will be talking about soon. Um, he listened to all that horrible shit that I fucking hated in the 80s, like Dewey Lewis and Phil Collins. Get out of here with your fucking bullshit. Don't even talk to me about how good it is because it's wrong. It's wrong. You're wrong. I like Dewey Lewis. I'm going to, like, do a fucking, like um, <laughs> I like Dewey playing and doing my little dance and whoosh. Oh. Apparently, apparently, Ray Parker Jr. loved uh, Huey Lewis a little too much. <laughs> Thank God people got that joke. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, my mom, she, she had really great taste in music, and that was the cool thing about having such a young mom. Are you okay? Oh, okay. Um, she she had really good taste in music for the most part, but like she had some sucky ass shit too. Like so you know Huey Lewis or whatever. But she was young, and so she was going with what was popular, what they were playing on MTV, and you know she was in her twenties, and 
I was like, ew, this sucks. So as the 80s went on, I developed my own musical taste. You know, she said, you listen to stripper music. Like, she didn't care what I listened to, but she's just like, Candy, like, why stripper music? Like, it's better than that shit you listen to. Ew. <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to say before we move on, Dan just gave me, like, real Malcolm McDowell vibes. He did little, uh, his little barf section right there. Like, uh, I was reminded of a Clockwork Orange. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your your acting your acting expertise really came in handy there. Like I really was so much of Alex Tell my fellow Drews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, moving on. Um, gosh, I just there's just so much to say, and there's so many conversations that we can spark from this. Um, you know, there's a lot I want to say, but we're gonna save that for a special episode about. You know, uh, gender roles in films and and um, going back idea. to Carol Clover's Men, Women, Chainsaws. You know, um, you know, and, and incorporating that into a conversation. I don't want to get too deep into that here. You know, this movie it, it's it's not super deep, but it is. Yeah. It's definitely you can you think about it, and I think you you can appreciate it more on another watch. You know, with that kind of stuff in mind, stuff that you notice, and then you watch it, and it's it's just so it's so well done. I hate that not a lot of people know about that, this this film, and I, I really, it's, I'm kind of crusading for it at the moment. I am so appreciative of you guys, like, really bringing it back into my my view. I, I was, I'd heard of it, but that was all. I had watched it before yesterday was the first time I watched it, and it was great. I did not see it until it came up for our topic. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it was great, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I think I wrote one of my better short pieces, because I did it right after my my first viewing and I like I like how half of it. I like how half the panel didn't see the movie and half the panel did like it was, it was what me I was trying to find myself I just, I just, I just find it funny that like the planet was split in half, on, you know, when it came to seeing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that is a, sh- but that is a shame that not, not, you know, like it took for this topic to come up, you know, for the movie to come up, but like, oh, okay, I got to see this movie, you know what I'm saying? And it's not more well known, you know, because it is one of those movies that's like, you know, like, oh, you got to see this. Yeah, it really is. A, you have to see this film, and yeah. I think any, any person you know especially those of us who uh love slashers and you know have enjoyed them and grew up sort of in that time period um we we have a great appreciation but i think it it could really work for anybody yeah i think my daughter would enjoy this film and she's 20 you know what i mean it's just like because she's like at that age where you know would have gone back in time you know what i mean it's it's just it works on so many levels and and it really is a must see Definitely. Like I showed my niece this, I think when she was um, either 17 or 18, and she loved it. Like she absolutely like just fell in love with this movie. But she's like, anytime like like I get to like hang out with her, she's always like, oh, can we watch the final girls? Yeah. <laughs> because that, that that's how much she loved the movie. See, that's why I kind of fucked up because I showed my niece like Friday the 13th first. Well, no, my, my niece saw them saw that all first too because I got her into horror early. But like, but my, I think niece is younger than his niece. Rob, uh, how did not a competition? Now she's she's gonna be 21 next year, so yeah, she's older. Yeah, see, so see, like, see, like my daughter's my, age. My, 
my mine is a my niece is eleven. My niece Janae is eleven. I think you really I, need to have a little bit of experience to be a little older to appreciate. I, like I, I was showing her, I was showing her my nephew horror movies since he was like six, and she was like. <laughs> I love your stories about that too. Oh yeah, when I when I when I showed them Night of, Nightmare on Elm Street when she was four and, and he was six and. Poor, poor, poor Janae almost lost her fucking mind during um <laughs> and gets thrown up on the ceiling from the bed. And she was sitting there, <laughs> and, and just sitting there looking like uh like he just got this look on his face like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and my mom comes like, oh my God, you showed that Freddy Krueger? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, she she really got into it. She loved Freddy Krueger. She I remember. Every Friday the 13th, like, I was like, you know what you could do? You could marathon the Friday the 13th movie. She's like, oh, my God, I love Jason Jason so much. I want to marry him. And I'm like, maybe I went a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> man. Okay. Don't no, so spend a verbal proposal. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when, when I showed her this, she was just, like, turned off because it was like, this is fake Jason. I want to watch real Jason. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I like, you know, I trained her too well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think honestly, maybe a couple of years. From now, maybe yeah. three or so years, she, you know, or so, whatever, like, give her school, she's about 15, 69, a little bit more experienced, a little bit more grown up in high school. I think she would probably appreciate it more. Yeah, I think you know, so. Get a little bit more life experience. Like, you know, when Nico's talking about his niece, like, yeah, that's about the age of our oldest daughter. Like, yeah, she would totally get into it. If she was and ever. I, <laughs> she and I, I think that's why she loves it, because, like, my niece loves a lot of the 80s movies, too. Like, if you go into her, like, her. Her collection, she's got like Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, you know, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's, like, she's that's got a mix of all that. Yeah. So, like, this was kind of her movie. So, when, she, when we watched it together, she was just like, I, I love this. Like, I, I, we need to see this again. I didn't know this movie was even, it even existed. And again, it's, it, it's, it's the, it's not the fault of like, like the filmmakers, it's the fault of the studio for not properly promoting the hell out of this movie when they had, they, they had a gem here, really. And they, oh, um, my God, yeah. And again, honestly, it, it came when out. think but, about the films that came out that time, it's right. so much better. Yeah. But it, but again, it had it had the misfortune of being made during the era of, you know, the found footage, ghost, possession movies. That's what was hot at the time in horror. If this movie would have come out now, I think it would do better. Oh, yeah, it'd blow up. It would definitely do better. Yeah, particularly the nostalgic crick. Nostalgia kick from like uh, Stranger Things, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Stranger Things and like uh, what was the other movie? Summer of '84. That uh, was another great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, like movies like that where it's just like that '80s nostalgia. You know, this would have done so much better now as opposed I to back. I think it's funny. Um, my son, you know, our son Ash, he loves Stranger Things. And, you know, we'll kind of be like, we'll come and talk to him when he's watching it because he'll rewatch it and rewatch it, you know, how they are at that age. Um, and he's 13. But, you know, we'll go in, in there and see it. And I'll be like, you know, like one time I walked by his room and I heard the never ending story. And I'm like, oh, never ending story. And he's like, no, I'm watching Stranger Things. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this movie was everything. Yeah. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Like, he doesn't get the 80s references. He's had to ask us about stuff like D&D and, you know, whatever, D&D boom of the 80s and all this stuff. You know, I'm like, oh, this was real, man. Yeah. And I like that it takes place in Indiana, too. And they went and saw it. Remember, in, in Stranger Things, they went to the theater. What movie did they see in the theater? Day of the Dead. Yeah. 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 Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. 
Ah, uh, Paul Blart segue. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm I'm not gonna go deep on that. I'm just gonna mention that in a few days we're we're doing two episodes uh this week. Uh, a few days we will be doing Day of the Dead, and I am like so fucking excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah. uh, I've got a lot to say. I got a lot yeah. lot. Same. Yeah, I gotta, we all yeah, do. So I'm like, are we all gonna fit this into an episode? <laughs> we, have, we have the competition of the t-shirts tonight. We've got the t-shirts going on. Oh yeah, I'm in on that one. Oh, oh I have. I feel like I'm gonna win that one. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like I won 80s night too. <laughs> My 80s party. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly 80s. It gets a little non-funny when you actually dress like this in the 80s. Like you're old enough to actually have been in the 80s and dress like this. Oh. Like this is so, real a real look for me. So, so so for the listeners, I I had a whole eighty outfit. I had a leather jacket. Oh my god, it was amazing. Sunglasses and bullet. But since I'm fat, that shit all had to come off because it was fucking hot <laughs> during the duration of the episode. So I was like, complaining about how hot my hair makes me. I'm like, it's usually up when I'm not like. Yeah. Doing a look for makeup was, or whatever. I was gonna say, Rob, you looked great. Oh my god, you're you fucking got, cool. Shit. You got naked real quick. The drinking started happening and shit, all that shit had to come off because that shit was yeah, hot. yeah, that's usually how it happens. Once the liquor starts flowing, it all comes I, off. I get hot. Fuck this shit. Get it off. Get it off. Like I'm always hot anyway, so yeah. Off topic, but related note, I may as well tell you this story. Okay. From, from about a year and a half ago, I did a one-day gig for um, the HBO show The Deuce. Okay. Oh, when, okay. Uh, when I saw the casting notice, it was for an 80s porn store customer. <laughs> <laughs> and I submitted for it on a total lark, thinking, oh, yeah, right, they're going to cast me. And lo and behold, they did. <laughs> So I, I I had to go to the studio in Brooklyn to get fitted for my costume, and I'm terrified. I'm thinking like, what the hell are they gonna put me in? Like, am I gonna be wearing like leather and spikes, like 80s punks or something? And no, what they did was they put me in a pair of jeans that was about three sizes too big. So they were practically up to my armpits. A uh, a striped uh, polo shirt looked like Steve and Blue's clothes, and a members only jacket. Yeah. Members only. Members only, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, there's one on my uh, Facebook page, actually, not not my Nightmare Bit page, my main page for my for okay. myself. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and all I did was stand by a rack and look at magazines, and let me tell you, those magazines were real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw some shit. All right, so are we ready for reviews? Now, we got some stiff competition because our last one, we had tins across the board. Yeah, and I hate to give tins to things, but... Yeah, we all do, and, you know, so that was that was crazy. So let's see what this one does. Who would like to go first? Oh, fuck it, I will. All right. Okay. You're the floor. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to break my rule again. I'll probably give it 10 out of 10. Uh, not many movies make me cry. It made me cry a few times. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, like, pretty callous otherwise. So, um, And I, I just love the 
the whole genre, you know, meta commentary. It was just brilliant, especially within the confines of a PG-13 rating. Thought it was yes. pretty amazing. Yeah, and the casting was awesome. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Amazing. Yes, it's so great. I'm so happy. We're starting off great. All right, who's next? I'll step up. Okay, Nightmare Nerd. I'm going to go 9 out of 10. Oh, okay. Because for the most part, I really did like this and enjoyed it. But I gotta be honest, some of the jokes really did just fall flat for me. Mm. Not for everyone, I guess. But not everyone, but you know, and so and frustrating. yeah. Yeah, and there, there were times the pacing was just a little bit okay. Next, I will accept that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go. I um, I will give it a nine point five out of ten. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, the this film is nearly perfect. I will say that it kind of hurts. That like I like how like they creatively creatively get around not having gore. I would have liked to have that was very well done. Film. And the, also, uh, I'm a stickler for authenticity. And he's kind of and the fact that uh, Blake, the, the black guy, uh, doesn't have like he has a flat top. Yeah, and and this, in this era of movie, he should have had the Jerry curl. Yeah, because flat top wasn't point. the Vogue yet. Yeah, and that always bothered me. Like he has a flat top, and he should have had it. Like that's your cherry pie though, because I have a cherry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, flat top should have been like later on down, like 88, 89. He was working that flat top though, but yeah, yeah it should have been was curl. he was, but it should have been a Jerry curl. Because like, I'm been, thinking, I'm thinking kid and play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then this time era, he should have been like Demon from Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Right. You no, know, absolute fucking perfect Jerry curl mess. Yeah. You know. Or Spider from Jerry Curl, curl Mullet. Yeah. Curl. Yeah. Absolutely, with the earring hanging down, and that yeah, would have been perfect. Yeah. Also, also, um, Nancy, uh, not being the final girl character, like like Paula is the final girl character, and it's like. It really should have been Nancy because Nancy really has that final girl vibe, you know. Like, yeah, you know, we have to expect the final girls, definitely. Yes. Yeah, like you know, like uh, like Paula gives me the vibe of like Nikki from Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, you know, or um, uh, oh, damn, <laughs> her name from uh, we and we just talked about this too from uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. JJ. Uh, yeah, JJ. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like she gives me that vibe, and yes, yeah, like, so that's like her. She gives me like, JJ vibe. Yeah, like like JJ, like you know, like girls like Paula should have been killed early in the film, and Nancy would have been the final girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like it's switched around in here, and you know, I but I, I, I'm I like, have to say this just to like counter you a little bit. You know, they were kind of going by the whole little rules thing. She did have sex with Kurt. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, like. It's it, like in the movies, like, especially, you don't have sex. Right. I, I no, I get that, but like you know, if you go about like the logic of these kind of movies, like Nancy, I don't see Nancy having sex with Kurt. No, no, it just it like, doesn't like, fit. That, like, that's a little off-putting. Nancy like is modeled after Jenny from Friday Thirteen Part Two, and like yes. you know, it, it it like it really should have been kept in like that sort of like you know like logic it's like if you're if you're really just setting her up like that then like you know this is the kind of character she should have been and you know i i get it you know you know like you know they're doing their own thing and like you know i'm i'm not holding it against them but it's like you know 
like being a fan of these movies and seeing them like you know what i'm saying over and over and over again like you know seeing a bunch of them you know like you you pick up on these things and yeah. it's like eh, you know i i don't agree with that you know whole say but uh, uh it is what it is you know I i'm not gonna hold well within the confines of the story though because yeah, if yeah. she was the final girl then max wouldn't have needed to go on the journey to try and save her right 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 you know, see, i thought it, it yeah. I agree with every point that you're making, though. I totally do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, I, I agree with that, that, you know, it, it was important to the context of the story, you know, and it works well for the story. It's just like, you know, I, I'm a stickler for these no, things. No, I know. That's what I was talking about. Like, I was being like Robin well, and Peace of Lent out when I said earlier. <laughs> but uh, other, other than that, uh, everything about this movie is fucking great. Uh, yes. I love it so much. That that slow motion sequence is fucking. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> slow motion. And the way it's shot is just like you know you're sitting there watching it, you know, and you know, uh, I I guess I'm snobbish and and and, and you, you know, a lot of aspects of, of film looking at film and it's just like you know on a visual standpoint that sequence is absolutely 100% fucking amazing I know with yeah. the fire and the fucking coming oh right. my god it was and great just, it's just that one long tracking shot of them just running in slow motion it's just like I could watch that for however long it's and, beautiful yeah it, it's absolutely yes. beautiful so so 9.5 from me that's, that's a good one nice okay yeah. Um, still doing pretty well. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right, Dave. I'm gonna give it nine uh, out of ten. Genius in the bottle. Make it a <laughs> Yeah, like, but I, like I said, I only watched this thing for the first time yesterday with my daughter and her boyfriend. Well, you're we, fresh. All three of us loved it. Uh, I, it was just nice. It was one of those movies that you, you feel like you missed, and it's a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's like, you know, way up in my list of favorite movies. Um, yes. I need to watch it again. Um, I loved. I, I just love the kind of the '80s. The love that it showed those '80s movies. Yes. And the, whole, and the whole thing about the Final Girl was fascinating to me, as we talked about going all the way back to like Faye Ray and. Uh, through history, I love that. I wish it's I could own that book to you. I wish you were closer. <laughs> no, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get it on my, my Kindle because you know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one thing, There's one thing I'm gonna. Be, I need to be. I need to mention. Or I would be remiss is that uh, Joshua John Miller played Homer in Near Dark. <laughs> yeah, he's he in Alaska. That when I read that, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I went, <laughs> yeah. Dark, let me let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about that. Uh, <laughs> This, this is this favorite is, line from Near Dark. I hate it when they ain't shaved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's not the line. You got to go with finger licking good. <laughs> no, right. Let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The, the, me and Nico have been friends for a long fucking time, and this has been a bad. I noticed. From from from. <laughs> day one. This, this has been a battle for, between me and him. Like, Nico is obviously a huge, huge fan of the Lost Boys. Lost Boys, you know what I'm saying, is a, like, you know, if you know Nico, you know that he loves the Lost Boys like he loves his first, like he loves his first point. But we love Nico, so we'll allow it. We'll let Nico what was that? That's okay. What was that? Let me tell you. I'm not a fan of the last boys. Is what that? Me either. Me either. 
right, right, right. But let me let me tell you something. I uh, I'm a person who prefers near dark. Yes. And me and him are back and forth over which is the better vampire movie from 1987, The Lost <laughs> Boys, or Near Dark for fucking ever. <laughs> you know what I'm but to be fair, I, I, I do like Near Dark as well. It's just that I, I grew up on The Lost Boys. Oh, don't start it here! Did you suck about the elephant in the room for a second? That yeah. Jason Patrick is Joshua John Miller's brother because that's also yeah. Jason Miller's son? Just wow. to go full circle, thank you. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Brothers having competing fucking vampire movies in So I'm gonna agree with Erica on this. I'm gonna give the movie 10 out of 10 Adderall pills. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna take Rob's uh, gripes that that he that he had. I'm gonna kind of flip it where it all goes in context with the story. And that's what I, I said. I agree. Um, I think the 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 writing is certainly a butt part for any type of, of of genre film. This is this is like next level type of shit. The the direction is on point. Um, the fact that it's a PG-13 movie that didn't have to resort to all types of gore and sex was a fucking miracle that it actually worked. It's completely well casted. You actually care about the characters. Yes. You know, oh. you 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 pine you pine for Max and her mom to be reunited, and you you get that, you know, in spades. But it's just you know, it's just not meant to be, you know, in in the real world for her, you know. Um, the the soundtrack is is great. The comedy works. Yes. When, it, when it works, I mean, 
True, Adam Devine does go a little over the top. I'll give him that, but that's kind of who but he is and that's kind of what he had to do when it worked. The character he played, yeah. Right, and, and yeah. it worked. Um, I think I think if there's going to be one unsung, two unsung heroes in this movie that, you know, that aren't named Duncan or Max or, or Chris, I, I would have to say it's um Max's friend, uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, the actress Aaliyah Shawkat. And yeah, Gertie. Nina, 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 Nina Dobrev from Vampire Diaries were um, completely I, I feel like overlooking this entire episode because both brought a lot of um, heart and character. You know, I mean, bring them up too. Yeah, they are. They were amazing characters. They they're they're great actresses too. Oh yeah. Also, also, I like to bring up uh, Angela Jumper who played Tina. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She she she's also a breast cancer survivor. So uh, shout out to her. Yeah. You know fuck cancer. Like, yeah yeah. Fuck cancer. Fuck you. Fuck thoroughly. Yeah. Um, she she was absolutely amazing as Tina. Like I love her line. Uh, so why does he want to kill me? The uh, is it because my boobs not big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, she's absolutely amazing. I know she was. She's also amazing. And uh, we're 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 obviously not big fans of Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, and she's in Halloween too, and she's great yeah. in that. I, and but she's I, already, I love Halloween. Too. Sorry to interrupt you. I just had a. I, I like. I, I I know. I met uh, fans of Halloween too because it's closer yeah. to like something like uh, what Rob Zombie would make. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I find it kind of anop- obnoxious after the, the first 15, 20 minutes. Rob but Zombie she's obnoxious? No. She's she, she's great in it. She's great in it, and she's great in this. And shout out to her for being you know a cancer survivor. Yes. And, you know, shout out. I, yeah, I got to shout to her. You know, say, I just wanted to say that. And, and I'll just end it with, um, you know, Cherry Pie aside, the, the, the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. Um, yes. Freddie Davis eyes, anytime it comes on the radio, can never hear it without thinking of this movie. Yes. It's the only other movie besides The Karate Kid that when I hear Cruel Summer, I can also think of both movies now. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. And plus, we talked about it earlier. I love the fact that I mean, yeah, I might, I might want the sequel, but that's me just because I loved how good this was. I did love that it ended right when the sequel's about to start in the yeah, hospital, I mean, it and was, it did give off the Halloween two vibes, like like Dave said earlier. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I would watch a sequel. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But I don't think it would work now because a lot of the characters they're all older now, so I don't no, even yeah, think it yeah, would, it would work if, if they if they did it. So. Of yeah, course. no, ten, ten out of ten for me with this. Excellent. And and uh, Alexander Ludwig is, is is obviously too fucking ripped. And, Dude, he's uh, way he now. <laughs> he's gone they beyond the level of scene of him After. in this film, and they were like, they made him, you know, because they didn't want him to be as ripped as he he was even then. And right, so right. they made him go off his diet and stop working out and stuff. And then, um, I mean, sure, he still looked great. Um, I'm all about dad bobs anyway. But like, I don't need ribs. But uh, so, but they ended yeah. up scrapping it. So I'm like, I hope you enjoyed your carbs, though, man. Carbs are great. No, but uh, like, yeah. But then he went and did Vikings, and he upped up the sexiness a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then if you see him, if you see him in Bad Boys for Life and shit, he is fucking like back from that. And, and again, in Bad Boys for Life, he's not like like you you think he's like this meathead like dumb yeah, jock type, exactly. and he's not. He's like he's like the fucking computer hacker for them. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he, and he's like he's almost a pacifist until he has yeah, to fight. Yeah, yeah, he shaves away from the violence for yeah like, until, until he until he has to. Yeah, yeah. So like you know he's like basically playing against type. 
by how he looked. I was kind of in love with him in Final Girls, though. Like, he was just the great romantic character. He was such a good character in that. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, well, especially the scene where he's like, too. he's like, oh, we, we can take the um the M&M's <laughs> and the popcorn and mix them up, and he's like, every time we stick our hands, it'll be it'll be a surprise. Right, you know, right. Like, like, like stuff like that was like it was cute. Like stuff like that, you know, yeah, like the yeah. kind of that, that's and that's another thing too was the movie. The movie has a lot of heart. Ultimately, you know, absolutely. It's, it's a it's a love like letter to the genre. Movie. It's a love letter Just to movies. Me. Period. Honestly, it's it's if anybody who likes likes movies will like this. But I mean, really, it's it's this thing has like a big heart. It's it's winking at the audience, and it's. 100% enjoyable. Like I would recommend it. You can watch it either during Halloween or not during Halloween, and still be fully entertained with this movie. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I watch horror movies like almost every night. So. Oh, I, I think we all do. But yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely it can suit any mood. You know. Okay. Uh, Sean of the Dead. What do you got? So I'm gonna give it a nine and a half billies. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have. You know, just a very few nitpicks, which everybody kind of voiced, uh, so I'm not going to go into. I think the casting was great. Um, I think the humor was amazing. Um, The story had a lot of heart. There was a lot of emotion involved. And yeah, deal with me crying through it. And and I just I felt, you know, at the end of it, I felt fulfilled. Uh, I was entertained. You know, it was a great story. Um, So, yeah, I, I couldn't recommend this enough yes very yeah so enjoyable it's such a great rating we're, we're still you know this is still really high ratings from us and uh we are picky i, I, I will say okay. that uh it, it does something that uh i hate that's done in movies and like it makes me gloss over like i hate like in the horror movies like specifically the gate like you all know how much I love the gate. Yeah, we it's yeah. One of my all-time, like top five horror movies of all time for me. And uh, but I I hate when like you know like they come back at the end because I consider that pure smoke Hollywood bullshit. So it's like oh yeah everybody that died that comes back you know like this bullshit you know. But like I forgive that you know what I'm saying because I love the gate so much so I don't care. Yeah, and, like, yeah you kind of okay. spoilers, spoilers at the end of this everybody comes back that died. Well like you know the 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 you know the modern yeah everybody comes back you know and it's like you know you consider it typical Hollywood bullshit but I'm like I like that they come back I do too because you care so much I I like that Duncan comes back and Gertie comes back and Vicky comes Mm -hmm. back you know what I'm saying like like oh I love them so much that like I'm so happy that they come back so I'm not pissed that they fucking did the Hollywood bullshit ending and brought them back at the end. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not pissed at all. I'm not pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I guess that leaves me. Um, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 tears for Betty Davis' eyes, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I cry. I cry thinking about it. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I cry. Really- I mean, all the things that, that the points that everybody have made um, in favor or, of, or you know, against, I agree with. But it's just like it's it's so good. And it's so hard to to do a movie that, that hits all the right notes. Um, it's hard to pull that off. And this was really a kind of a, such a mix of, of genre. You know, it was meta. It was it was supposed to be horror, you know, like but like it's PG-13 horror, which we usually frown upon. Um you know, but it also had, you know, a little bit of a love story. We had, 
you know, comedic moments. Duncan is the best at that. Um, you know, we care about the characters. It just, I really love it. Um, and I have my little nitpick about, like Rob said, about the time period, it being off, you know, um, with the hair, like, um, minus the cherry pie scene. I, I am a Warrant fan. I was a really big one in the 80s. Um, I didn't like the album Cherry Pie, but I knew when it came out because I remember being, you know, 11 years old. And I was like, that's not correct. That's not, why, why is she stripping a cherry pie? They just threw me out. Like, that scene is so funny. But then I'm like, but that's not you could have used any other like glam metal band who had, you know, skanky kind of stereotypical women grabbing music. You know, that would have worked just fine. But you know, but even with that, I'm still giving it the ten. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still like it's not enough to take my rating down because the movie is that fucking good. Yes. Yeah, it's that watchable. It's that. It's and it's not just. And like I talked about before, for me, a movie has to not be just watchable. It has to be rewatchable. Because yeah. with movies and films, I go back all the time. Uh, movies and films. Films and books. I, I will reread a book over and over. Like, I have books that I read, like, uh, once or twice a year just because I read all the time. You know, I like to reread and go back to that story. And this is a story in a film that I like to go back to. So if it's rewatchable, definitely get points for that. And and it's it's a story I love. So, yeah. The characters I'll tell you what. I, I would like to see a movie with Duncan and Randy from Scream. Just, just uh, see what <laughs> that would be really funny. Like, who uh, could have? Although Jamie Foxx. No, no offense. Hang on. Wait, what is he? No, um, Randy kind of loses points for me because he gets the fucking line from Aliens wrong. He does. <laughs> and uh, I, but, I would. But still, but still, I mean, two movie geeks like that and a horror setting like that would be kind of cool to watch. Yeah, but uh, Duncan, Duncan would definitely eat him under the table because how could you get that fucking line wrong, man? Randy? I would never get that line wrong, and you get that wrong, and you're supposed to be our hero. Fuck you. <laughs> he's not. He's supposed to be us, is what he is, yeah. and he got it wrong. Right. And he says that with such confidence, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, stay away from her, you bitch. That's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the people who would be that person who are going to be like, no, 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 no. You know. Right, right, right. You see, like, it, that fucking, fucking ruins my anxiety. Like, I watch Scream 2 and it's like, how could you get that wrong? You're supposed to be one of us. How could you get that wrong? <laughs> and then he dies and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just you know, film geek in me and shit that gets upset at that kind of But it's the film geeks. You know that that we are in the films like we talked about. We are Randy. We're Duncan in this film. You know that just like okay, it's 19 minutes. It's like the movie's starting over. We're actually in the movie. We gotta we gotta do this. Okay, well this is the part where the only way to beat Billy is this or that. You know what I mean? Like that's us. Yeah. Uh, God help us. <laughs> that's why we do this show. Cause this is what we do. This yes. is our love. So we we are our harsh credits. And we still gave this a really good rating. So I'm really happy about that. Thank Absolutely. you guys for turning me on to the film. And I'm spreading the word in every way possible. Yeah. Well, let's see. Get Please. It. You can find it cheap. Yeah, yeah. apparently. You really can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I saw it recently. I went to a, 
FYE in uh, Connecticut, and it was in there for like fucking four ninety nine. Yeah, because it didn't do like great box office. I mean, yeah, it was kind of dumb. But but you know what? It's become it's become a cult movie now. That yeah. in no, another, like twenty not. years, people will, be, will it'll be bigger than twenty years. Watch. Most of my favorite movies are cult films, like things that didn't really get the appreciation. And we will be talking about that in a couple of days, by the way, um, with Day of the Dead. Things that didn't get enough appreciation at the time that now is like fucking amazing. Like people just go nuts for. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm glad you appreciate it now. Yeah, and right. I have a I have a quote for that, but I have to save it for that episode. Right. So it's 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 amazing because like like Nico was saying, it came out in the time of like these movies, like the found footage movies, and it was like quite <coughs> dumb. But like I guarantee in a few years from now People will be talking about this one more than they'll be talking about those. Those movies will be quickly forgotten. And they already are. Absolutely. Yeah, one, they already are. will be talked about and more remembered, more fondly remembered. And, you know, that's the most beautiful thing about that. Like, yeah. for me, like, if I was making a film, I'd want it to be a cult film. Because that shit lives forever. Yeah. I don't want the box office money then. I want people to love my work that I've done. Well, it's like Tarantino said. He's like, I'm not making movies for now. I'm making movies for 20, 30, 40 years from now. Yes. And yeah, that's, that's the mentality to have, exactly. Shit. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. All right. So, wow. That was so fun. I feel like we didn't even talk about everything I wanted to talk about. There was, there's so much, but I'm so glad we had this episode, our, uh, kind of a special episode, because we're doing two this week. We're pulling overtime. But uh, it was a good birthday episode. I had fun with the 80s theme, and I'm so glad that we could all spend this together um, in this time of social distancing. And uh, things like that. It's it's really good to have an evening all with you know with everybody here. Definitely, I yeah. love it. Yes. So Rob, <laughs> guess what? Oh uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna fix this soon though. I'm working on it. I'm just sick right now. I can't. I don't have time. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, soon this will be it, and we don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Good. Okay, you uh you can find me at uh my 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 show the Action Junkies, um where we we discuss some um, action films from every age, you know, like a uh, fun time, you know. Of course, uh we we, we talk about all action films from all over. Like you know what I'm saying, I just had you guys on there, and it's a wonderful time. And uh, of course, you can find my numerous writings on uh, action movies as a. Uh, uh, Oh my God! I've been drinking too much. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I hate doing plugs at the end of it. Not because there's so many to do, but because I'm so inebriated at the end. Of the <laughs> it's hard to fucking Normally remember. Normally, I am too, but I'm I'm sober. Today. Um, my battery is dying, people. I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. I know, I know, I know. But uh, yes, you can catch me at uh, ultimateactionmovies.com. Actionflex.com is my blog, cinematrunkie.wordpress.com, uh, as well as uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube. Yes, Twitter. Yes. I'm Fuck alone. Daniel, go. As always, you can find the Nightmare Nerd Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I just finished my uh, first part of my two-part review for Gemini Crow Hot Sauces. The second part will be up later this week. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. First part's good. I wish That's how you do it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, who's next? Erica. 
sure, sure. Uh, find me at myhorrificlife.com, uh, Instagram at myhorrificlife. Check out my friend Andre Iskanov's films at iskanovfilms.com. Don't make me spell it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we've got that written down. Yeah, right. I S K A N O V. Okay, yes. Iskanov. Yeah. <laughs> that other week I, know, I was I know. drunk and I can't spell it. But yeah, check out his movies. Um, he's also going to have a new. Uh, U.S. release of his films coming up soon. All of his films, including the one he hates the most, the original cut of Visions of Suffering, which uh, he had so many fan requests, he's like, fuck it, let's just put it in print again. He wanted it to be forgotten, but it... Sometimes it doesn't happen. <laughs> and uh, he and I are doing commentary tracks for it. For the That's whole. amazing! Sweet! Yeah. That, uh, I remember you sent, you sent me the trailer for that one, and I was like... Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta see this one. This yeah, one looks... it's emotionally scarring. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> like I'm, all, I'm all for that. I'm all for fucking torture. <laughs> I'm emotionally callous. <laughs> yes, give it to me, give it to me. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, Nico. I don't really have anything to plug as of yet because we're still on our hiatus. I did actually, however, just start writing a book. Thanks. Oh. Just kind of came to me, so I just started said fuck it. I'm just gonna start writing it. So amazing! Like awesome. if we should share. I need I need fresh uh, novelist eyes upon my novel. Sure, absolutely. I'm just sitting there because I I could I took a year of writing to let my arm heal because I had surgery last year about this right. thing. Um, so because I couldn't type and I can't see into handwriting because it it looks like chicken scratches. Rob's seen it. He's like, what the fuck? No, okay. <laughs> No, I just um, it just kind of came to me that I was I said fuck it, let me just you know it's always been a passion project, so I said why not why you not should do, do it? it? So, you should do it. I'm, um, I'm excited for you. Thank you. You sh- can find me on Instagram and Twitter at El Jefe del Horror. On my Facebook is Nico Nice, and we got the Horror Pop Podcast Radio Show coming back soon, but not soon enough. Again, just taking a break. I'm enjoying actually hanging out with you guys and being on this it's side of the whole thing. Blast. You're yeah. a family member for life here, buddy. But, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Amazing. I'm, I'm excited. Make sure you vote. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Right. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. And wear your mask and wash your hands. Please. Thank you. Um, Dave? <laughs> I have nothing personal to uh, plug, so I'll just plug all the rest of your wonderful people. Sean, Candy, Erica, Rob, and Nico, and Daniel, who left us. <laughs> His battery <they're>, died. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking uh, seek them out and their writings out. And uh, thank you all for introducing me to this movie and for introducing me to so much more that you all have. I love it. Um, yeah, wear your masks, wash your hands, vote. Vote. It has all Be kind to one another for the love of God. Yes. Oh my else, be kind. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to that every week is Rob's rally of be I can't say it as well. That that that's it right there. That's all of it right there. Yeah. Be kind to each other, if nothing else, be kind. Yeah, if nothing else, be kind. It doesn't it don't cost nothing. It don't cost nothing. It's free. Not a thing. Not a thing. Um, Sean the Dead. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher, uh, Sean of the Dead. 
Um, I'm now on Nico's OnlyFans. Um, sorry, Rob. <laughs> uh, Five ninety a month for uh, uh, it's uh, OnlyFans.com slash Liquid Sex. There you go. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, just like everybody else said, Black Lives Matter. Wear your mask. Um, let's get rid of this shit as quickly as possible. And yes. definitely vote. Fucking vote. And uh, pay your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Zing. Yes. Be a contributing member of society, please. Yeah. Um, as for me, uh, the usual, I am spend most of my time working on this uh, show here. I also love screams. Um, but I have written some articles uh, with a friend podcast, Behind the Screams. An article is coming out this week, uh, which will already be out by the time this episode is out, about the final girls. I wrote it directly after watching the film. So it's really raw, and it, I, think it, I think it's some good stuff. Um, I uh, have a blog that I haven't been working on, so I'm working on these other articles. But it's candycodeofhorror.wordpress.com. There's some really interesting, like, psychological gender stuff and history of horror things that I just like to put out there, you know, make you think. Um, I like to make people think. My name is Candy, and I am Candy the Final Girl. That's the whole thing here. My name is Candy, but I'm a fucking final girl, okay? I'm not stupid, so please, I'm actually intelligent. Anyway, um, I just want to repeat everybody's uh, things uh, to... Be kind to vote. Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah, let's be nice. Let's wear a mask. Let's let's do everything we should be doing to care about our fellow man. That is and really man. my only in every fucking thing I do. Please. Yes. But well uh, and if you are interested in um, the show and have some ideas that you would like to hear us talk about, I do run our official Twitter, which is at house underscore screams. We are on Facebook. Um, my personal stuff doesn't matter because I'm always on the house that screams stuff. <laughs> That's just my job. But I am Candy the Final Girl on Instagram and on uh, Slasher. That's it. So thank you guys. Happy, for a wonderful happy birthday day. again. Happy birthday thank again. Yeah. You. <laughs> you know, I can get through this. Whatever's going on. I got this. I'm just oh. but thank you guys for giving me a fun night on my birthday where I'm stuck in quarantine. Uh I'm currently on uh I'm getting results of my COVID testing. Uh, within the next couple of days, I'm in quarantine. So, yeah, it's uh, not been fun, but you guys have made it amazing, as always. And Fingers, I'm glad to call you friends. <laughs> Nothing but love. Thank you guys so much, and have a great night. Stay spooky, and I'll see you in a couple days. So, I'm excited. Yes. Oh, and, hell, and, hell yes. <laughs> yeah, in a couple days, day of the day. T-shirt contest, t-shirt contest. T-shirt contest. <laughs> we should actually put that to vote on Twitter. What do you guys think? I'm down. After the episode, we we put our our T-shirt modeling on Twitter and um, let people vote on it. Yeah, I'm in. Cause I'm winning. <laughs> well, you're lucky it's my picture and not voice, cause then I would have smoked you all with the liquid sex, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. Stay yeah. safe. Good night, everybody. Love you. Good night. Love you guys. Good night. Good night. <laughs> all right.